Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Angelo, how are you, brother? I'm good, Chris. How are you? Thanks for letting yeah. me come on. <laughs> oh, my, my pleasure. I see you've got your, your, your dress shirt there in the background. Yeah, my slave uniform right there when I worked for the military industrial complex. That's what it is. <laughs> and you do know. you call, do you, we call that our blues in, in the British Marines. That's our blues. Yeah. Is, that, is it the same? Yeah, yeah, the dress blues. Yeah. Hey, it's interesting you say that because I've just had a really wonderful chap on my podcast and he works for an organization called Veterans for Peace. Mm-hmm. Okay. And from what I can tell, it's just veterans who, who see through the military industrial complex and see it for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, people like myself and obviously yourself, I just think there's a better way in life than, than rampaging around the world, bombing people to make uh, the likes of Tony Blair and George Bush even more rich and powerful than they already are. I don't, I don't get it, right? I don't get it, but obviously um, the, the, the military's become something now that you're not allowed to criticize. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, they. it's interesting because they use veterans as this way to call for patriotism. You know, like I, all the recruiting videos, I'm sure you saw when you were younger, I mean, U.S. Marines, the, you know, the few, the proud, all that stuff, and they suck you in with this, uh, appeal to patriotism and if you're a good person you want to protect your country and then when these so-called attacks happen on your country which are usually false flags you go fight people who didn't do anything to enrich the few people who started the war in the first place and did the attacks and this has been happening for who knows how long i mean who knows throughout human history how long this has been happening uh, when you have people with so much power and then you have these you know loyal citizens who are willing to die for their people so they believe because that's why we joined you and i didn't join our service our military services because we knew it was fake and the wars were, we, we believed that we were fighting for, you know, even helping the Iraqi people. I was Iraq twice. So, you know, operation Iraqi freedom, that what, that's what it was called. And it wasn't called operation steel oil, even though that's what it really was. Uh, and so we all go in there with this patriotism and there was higher service to a higher good, but we are essentially pawns. And a lot of people have, have trouble to admit that I, I don't because I'm a truth seeker and I learned uh, in the last few months of my service, uh, what happened uh, over there. And I was doing research. So, wow, we were pretty much the bad guys. And that's what led me down the hole to, ch- to really challenge every worldview I've ever had at that time. And there, you know, that's what brought me here today, essentially to speak to people like myself who probably went through the same thing. You know, uh, most people don't understand, like we don't know the truth. None of these guys and the, their uniforms, know the truth if they did they wouldn't be part of the service so i tell people that all the time when they ask me hey man should i go to the marines no no you shouldn't no you shouldn't so i i at least tell people not to join the service right now um at all and if they have to do something that's not going to be deployed into another country you know if it was like the coast guard where you could stop drug cartels or something but don't go into infantry don't go into the marines don't do that uh because you're just going to put your life in danger for what and possibly get killed for what nothing mm-hmm. And the, the, the other factor is you come back with PTSD, you know, we, we're, we're in a suicide epidemic now of veterans yep. because, yep. and that's a whole nother ball game again, but like something's causing it. And if you go off to fight and you, you know, you're given a machine gun and told to kill other teenagers, like, Nothing really is going to, nothing good is going to come of that, if you ask me, you know? Yeah. No, I I have PTSD. I'm sure everyone I served with has it. Some actually were so stubborn, they didn't even claim it. Like, no, I'm fine. And they just go get drunk. I'm like, go get your, go get your claims, man. You need the help, you know? But I had one friend, he was in recon. So I I personally didn't kill anyone. Thank God. You know, I I didn't, because who knows what would happen then. But this kid, he's not a kid, he's my friend. He was in recon and he had to snipe people. And he had to snipe certain people that probably were younger than usual. 
And it just, he says to me, Angelo, I wake up in the middle of the night, I see them at the end of my bed, like nightmares. His friend got blown up in front of him, picking up the pieces. I mean, this is the stuff you see in movies that happen in real life. And he almost killed himself. There was one time he, his girlfriend had to break down the bathroom door because he had a gun right into his mouth and he was going to pull the trigger. You know, so it's not good to kill human beings. I mean, even when you have to kill them, I'm sure it's traumatic. You know, I don't think people, I think decent human beings don't want to kill them. In fact, if you look up World War One and World War Two, there's a statistic of how many people didn't even fire their weapons. Like they didn't even shoot. They're like, I can't do this. They couldn't even shoot anyone. And they had to, they had to actually tweak the training of soldiers where they would shoot more on demand, you know? Mm-hmm. So like now it's like they kill all the time, but back then it was like, I forgot the number. It was really weird. But a lot of people would not fire at another person. And, and what are they fighting for? You know, essentially, I mean, a lot of the wars my country has engaged in has been wars that don't help us at all. Like, it's not like even, even a Pearl Harbor, people are like, well, you know, the Japanese attacked us. Yeah, but we kind of, you know, provoked them to attack us. Plus, we knew it was coming and we wanted to go to war. It's like, uh, just like the new Pearl Harbor with 9-11 and all this. And, and what did that really, I mean, even if Japan attacked us, why would we go to full-scale war with them? Or we could just retaliate and say, look, we'll go to war with you, but no, they want to go to war. So I don't know if anything but the war of independence was, was legit for my country. And that was against your country, by the way. But everything else to me was just extending, expanding land, killing people, resources for the elites, because Americans in general, what do, what do they get out of the war? I mean, look, I even tell people... We didn't even get lower gas prices for Iraq. I'm not saying that's a good thing. And we went to war for that reason. I'm just saying we got literally nothing out of Iraq at all, other than a lot of dead people from all sides, a lot of PTSD and wounded warriors, which cost billions of dollars to maintain and a very bad reputation across the world. And nobody trusts us and our government, we can't be trusted. Our people don't trust the government, literally nothing good at all. And the Middle East now completely obliterated ISIS coming out. There'll be someone else other than ISIS. It's like this war on terror is forever. And that's how it's supposed to be, Chris. They want eternal wars. Oh, and let's all, you know, let's not forget the same people that create these wars are the same people that fund ISIS. Yes. You know, they're stirring the hut. They're stirring the the beehive or whatever you call it. Yeah, no, that's why my my main focus, like if you guys go to my Twitter, it's just me doing anti-war activism, just exposing the lies. And I've I've made a lot of good friends around the world who are also anti-war activists particularly uh, against the war in Syria, which we've been undermining Syria for years. Uh, but that's what we do, even Venezuela. I mean, we're, we're just all over the place just trying to undermine all these countries. And we put sanctions on so many people. That's really an act of war because that's harming the civilians of that country. And, and, and basically the point of sanctions is to get the civilians so upset and starving that they fight their government for you. And, but that's crazy. That, to me, that's a war crime, if you ask me. Uh, but again, you know, you either do what America says or you get destroyed. That's how it's been. And uh, even Iraq, after liberating Iraq, they vote us out and we're like, no, nah, we're not leaving. So we gave them democracy by killing their people. And then when they use it, we go, no, nah, we're not leaving. So that just shows everyone how fake this is. You know, it's just it's a big joke. Sad joke, really. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that guys like us, I mean, I'm I'm 50 now, so it's not like I'm a spring chicken anymore, right? Well, I guess what I'm saying is it's that Muhammad Ali expression. If a guy thinks the same at 50 years old as he did when he was 20 years old, he's wasted 30 years of his life, right? Right. For people listening, I'll meet those guys all the time. Yeah. You know, they're normally the ones, well... I, I, I don't want to single out any sort of particular group, but it's it's fascinating though that we can have this chat, and to you and me, this is just normal currency of conversation. It's it's how the world is, but when you look at what's going on uh, at the moment, well, uh, well, let's just say let's have a look. Let's what's in the media. Mm-hmm. My God, your let's just say your typical citizen is really unenlightened, aren't they? It's sad. It's heartbreaking. And, and 
even like with my fellow Marines that we came back, I got to wake up a few of them, but there are some who still say, no, we did the right thing. Or I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> what? He's like, no, ISIS is a threat and Iran is going to blow us up. I'm like, are you serious? They just lied about all this stuff. And now you believe this about Syria and Assad and Iran and this and that. It's like, you know, they can't admit that they were duped because if they do, their whole hero story goes you know, just goes away. I mean, I have my uniforms behind me, not because I'm proud to be a Marine, but I'm proud that I'm willing to die for, for people I believed were oppressed and also my country. So I could burn these uniforms if I want to, but this is part of my life. This is who I am. And that experience, as horrific as it may have been, brought me to this point, you know? So for me, it's a part of my history. That's, I am a Marine. And, and, uh, you know, people like you and me, us veterans, if things ever get to the point where we need to fight back against the system, we're the ones that they should be afraid of because we're the ones who will take the helm and tell these civilians, here's how we do it. If we have to, I mean, obviously it's probably why they give us money for our disabilities to keep us quiet, you know, but you know, that's the thing, Chris, and people need to remember that. So they always say once a Marine, always a Marine. I think that's true. That mentality, that warrior spirit's still within me. I'm just now focusing on the real enemy, which is in, in DC and over there it, it, for you, it's London. And we, we, that's what we have to do. So, you know, if I can just shut up and vanish and never be seen again and live my life, but I can't, I can't do that. It's just not my character because I know that if we don't fight against these war machine and lies and a propaganda, more of our guys and girls will die and also innocent civilians in other countries. So this is a universal thing to be anti-war and that's my, and war is the biggest profit for these people. You know, it, it does the industry of energy, everything goes of war, everything, the, the arms industry. So this is the thing about war. And if you read, uh, I really encourage everyone listening. Uh, there's a man named, was a man named General Smedley Butler, one of the highest decorated Marines ever in history. He wrote a 12 page essay. I think it's 12 pages, very short. You should read it. It's called War is a Racket. And it's him. He, he woke up from, to the military industrial complex and he explains how war is a racket, how these big corporations make all this money, all this business happens. Everyone makes money for war. And they push the war and he just talks about it. And it's, it, he was one of the most decorated Marines in our history. Mm -hmm. So that's something I think everyone should read because there's a guy who was in it and he goes, Whoa, once he came back and a lot of guys, you know, come up like that. But most people, again, like you said, they watch television. They think their news station's true, but CNN isn't. And then CNN thinks that they're true. The, the people who watch it, but Fox isn't. But the fact is they're both not true. <laughs> they're both either telling half truths or sometimes they'll tell the truth, but not really. Cause look, Chris, a good liar has to give you a little bit of truth. They can't just completely lie to you. They have to kind of you know, ensnare you. They'll maybe drop a red pill here and there. Oh, look what Tucker Carlson said. You know, Tucker Carlson's probably the most red pilled news anchor, but he's still protecting the same people on top by not mentioning them. You know, the, the Zionist neocon cabal that controls the United States or whatever other people. He'll call out Singer and Soros and all that. But what about the people in Trump's cabinet? You know, oh, Bolton. Well, everyone knows Bolton's crazy. What about other people? Oh, Kushner. Okay. But there's other people involved, you know. So there are people out there who I call a steam valve. You know, there's no way they would let Tucker Carlson even be on air if he said something that would truly harm them. You see, and they might, he might, and I like the guy, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying he doesn't even know he's limited. You know, he might really believe he's telling the job. Oh, they're only one here in MS3 media that's telling the truth. No, you're not. Cause he wouldn't have a show. <laughs> so that's how they work. You know, Chris, they use the mainstream people. They've divided people like a football team. You know how fanatics get with football here. I'm talking about American football. You I'm talking about soccer, right? They get crazy. They beat each other up. You know, it's and and so so is our politics, Democrats versus Republicans, and you know your guy is bad, my guy is good, your president did this wrong, mind, but it's all the same people. It's a it's revolving door, yeah, a revolving door of criminals that are are basically figureheads, while the real corporate masters control everything, and they get no flack at all. And that's that's what I see, and I think most people even understand that, but then others don't. They say, oh, you don't know politics. And they talk about statistics and fiscal new year, this, that, come on guys. We, we have a system of debt that just keeps rising and rising and there's no end to it. How are you going to pay back $25 trillion? Where are you going to get that from? You know? So it's crazy, Chris, but yes, people, 
I've concluded don't even want to, they know, I think they know internally the truth, like something's off, but they don't even want to know. They just want to live their life and they got all these bills to pay. And there's just so much crazy stuff happening in this world. Um, yeah, that's really it when it comes to that, you know? Yes. And yes, you summed it up very well. How, how, how did you, I don't like the expression wake up, but it's, yeah. but, but yeah. you know, but I think everyone knows what I mean because you're kind of younger than me. So for me, I like what happened, what I say, what happened in New York was like mm-hmm. on my TV screen at one lunchtime. Right. It was like, yes. Right. But for yourself, you're slightly younger than me. What, 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 what was your trigger? The, the imagery was nine 11 on it, which is what got me to join the Marines. I was like, Oh, nine 11. Oh, I better do something for these terrorists. And so the funny part is uh, when I joined the Marines, it was because of a 9-11, but I woke up because of 9-11 also when I got back. So like I said, the six months I had left in the Marine Corps, my friend's younger brother, who wasn't even in the Marine Corps, he's younger, he was at home, sent him a DVD of 9-11 Loose Change. So we just watched it, you know, and I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't see the towers. Like, oh, I forgot how they were. I just, you know, when I saw the towers collapse when I was 17, I was like, oh, these are going to fall down. And that's what I just thought without even knowing any engineering, any nothing. I was like, oh, they're going to fall. Who knows? I don't know anything. Then I was like, wait a minute. When I saw the new, the video years later, I was like, that's weird. You know? And I, then I was like, wait, that's really fast. And so that just opened up my head to, then I'm like, let me Google what happened in Iraq. Then I, then I learned that my military was using white phosphorus on civilians in Fallujah and all these crazy weapons. I was like, whoa, I thought we we're the good guys. And, you know, then the WikiLeaks thing came out showing what was going on. So I'm like, wow, this is not good. So I questioned the military. Then I questioned my religion. I was Catholic. Then I que- and I was just, I'm a philosopher. I, I, I think about different things. So for me, once I saw something was a lie and I said, they're perpetrating those lies, who, what, who are they working for? And then, of course, when you go down the rabbit hole, next thing you know, you find talking about these aliens or whatever. And I'm like, all right, let me go through that rabbit hole. And I read his big book. There was a line on it. Or maybe it was The Lion Sleeps No More. Either one, it was it was like this thick. And I just read through all of it. I was like, wow, what a whole different dimension of knowledge. Now, of course, as I grow older, I might not agree with everything. But the way he speaks, and most people who speak the truth in the sense that it doesn't matter what the context is. It's the pattern. It's you're being lied to in some way, you know, because who knows the ultimate reality and truth? I don't know. But the point is what I appreciate is who speak about any idea and keep your mind open is that that's the key is to have an open mind. And of course the elites know that, and they will actually flood the internet with fake conspiracies. You see what I mean? That's what they do. So they, they can't control everything, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yes. they'll, they'll do everything. Flat, flat, flat planes and spheres. Yeah. And- yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's what they do, man. They, they, they'll, they'll take a movement that's legitimate. And then they'll add like, oh, 9-11 happened. Oh, but there was, they're all crisis actors or something, some crazy thing like that, which insults the victims and doesn't get the perpetrators who did it or whatever the case. And that's how they do it, Chris. They, they, they're very sly with that because they, they can censor you, of course. If you get big enough, for example, when you saw Ike, when you got on London Real, they just banned that. They just banned that off London Real. It's like that. But they're stupid at the same time because now everyone's curious. What, what was he saying on that? You see? <laughs> so it's like they really play with fire when they start doing those things. But, you know, they control all the media, man. And most people don't watch alternative media all the time. And, you know, they may even undermine alternative media, which if that's what they actually do, actually. So they do what they can. But smaller podcasts, you know, people like ourselves who reach out to people, they don't control us. But what is, what is our reach compared to, you know, NBC or something else, you see? So we have to really work together and get people to unite and become our own reporters, if you will. And we might not agree on everything, which is fine. It's okay. Then you, you hash out the differences, you know. But uh, the way the game is set up is that this side is this and that side is that and then that's it. And then there's no middle ground. There's no, you can't find peace. They're your enemies. They're conspiracy theorists. They're not conspiracy. COVID's real. No, it's not real. These are, you know, that's how they do this divide and conquer on virtually every subject you can think of, whether it be gender relations, religion, politics, uh, you know, global warming, anything, they just divide people. It's, it's very clever how these tribalists at the top, they do this. Mm. They do this very well. They've been probably doing for a long time. Actually, if you think about it, they're like very, very uh 
experienced and how human beings react to the problem reaction solution paradigm uh, which is essentially what they do all the time you know there i'm sure there are real events in history that happen i'm, I'm sure there are things that truly and they'll take advantage of that too <laughs> they, they, they'll never take a crisis and waste it you see uh as long as it puts us in fear chris that's how they control us with fear as long as you're afraid you'll be willing to give up your rights and play their little games and you know, let me ask you then about this Q, Q movement, because um, mm -hmm. as I say to everyone, I, I congratulate anyone that that seeks the truth, because what's happening out there out my window, that ain't normal. You know, that ain't, mm -hmm. it's not the best world for, for, for any of us. So I congratulate anyone that looks for the truth. But I also, on the other hand, say it doesn't hurt to keep your jewelry permanently out, you know, not not to put all your eggs in one basket because then you are being manipulated by by the situation if if so with the q thing what what's your take on it my litmus test to see if someone's telling any truth is do they criticize the state of israel that is my number one litmus test if they do not do that then i'm assuming they're part of the problem because i mean i've seen it all the time you know we'll see right-wing people who are like, oh, we have to fight the deep state. And I'm like, oh, so what does this guy think of Israel? Oh, he just flew to Israel and signed a law to put Americans uh, illegal to criticize Israel. Uh, clearly, this guy is part of the problem, too. So my thing with QAnon is I don't even know if he predicted anything ever, number one. And who is this person? I don't know. So I don't trust the person. I never got into it. People swear by it, but I have yet to see anything that has been produced, and I don't think he uh, mentions Israel at all. So... To me, that's one of the deep state tentacles is the Israeli neocons plus the George Soros capital, a globalist. So there's two factions. So you could blame one. You could say, oh, George Soros. Oh, he does Black Lives Matter. But what about Jared Kushner and the whole neocon part of it? You see? So but then you could blame Jared Kushner. Oh, Jared Kushner is a racist Nazi. Da, 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 da. What about Soros? And so that's how they play this game. So you attack one. but You got to attack both. I say, well, what about both? So my litmus test is this someone exposed the entire tentacles, all the tentacles of the octopus, not just one group. And so I think QAnon, first of all, trust the president still. So right off the bat, no, I don't. <laughs> Trump, I voted for Trump. The reason why I voted for Trump is because he said all the right things. I don't know if he was told to say those things or he really meant those things. But the second he got in the office, 180 happened. And it's not the same Trump I saw in the campaign. And the second he bombed Syria, I knew it was finished with him. The yeah. second he gave in, the second he did that, everyone's like, no, well, look, he bombed an airfield and it was no one was there. He called them and then he did it again. Oh, no, but that's 4D chess. I said, you know, no more 4D chess. This guy could have got people killed. The Iranians, when they struck back, after we assassinated Soleimani and the Iranians struck back, they said no casualties. Oh, 60 casualties, oh, headache or head injuries. They could have killed our soldiers for nothing. So, so that, in regard, yeah, that's your, lit, that's your litmus test. Basically, is does the person discuss all facets of the globalist, neoconservative, imperialist, supremacist agenda? That's what it really is. And if they don't, then I can't really trust. Them. And that doesn't mean one side won't mention something true. Like suppose, let's suppose one side only talks about Soros. That doesn't mean what they're saying about Soros is not true because they only pick up, but you got to put both. Once you get both sides together, that's when you get the truth. And it's really in the middle somewhere. So in regards to QAnon, I don't, I don't trust it. I don't know who that is. You know, would you trust someone who doesn't, you don't even know who they are, <laughs> let alone seeing their face. I mean, I wouldn't trust it at all. And I think it's, it's kind of giving people hope to push that 4d chess stuff as Trump does the opposite of everything he says. He hasn't built a wall. He's done literally nothing except for fulfill his promises to Israel which was giving them a Jerusalem embassy, bombing Syria, assassinating Soleimani. Uh, that's really what, what happened there. And by doing so, he put more troops in danger. And to me, I'm anti-war. Any, anything that could escalate anywhere is a problem for me. So when Trump said he's going to stop dancing the false song of globalism, I thought that meant anti-war. And if a billionaire like him can't stop the war machine, then really what hope do we have left other than to scrap this whole system and start over? That's, that's my position. I, I don't think there's a solution to, oh, let me just vote this guy in. Because even if Trump was 100% genuine, something happened in there. You know, there was a Trump fire in his, in his tower. 
What if someone's like, hey, Mr. Trump, that could have been you and your kids in there. You know, a threat. Who knows? JFK was killed. Others have been assassinated. Why not Trump? So it's very possible that someone may be have well-meaning. Like, I want to save this country. It's made me a billionaire. I want to give back to the people. And the people there are like, yeah, but you're not going to touch our war machine. And you're not going to touch this industry or that industry. And you're going to do what we say or we'll kill you. I mean, that's not crazy. <laughs> that's what happens all the time. In other countries, we say, oh, look, warlords run this country. And look at this guy, King Jong-un, and he killed his uncle and all this other stuff. And this guy, you know, Assad is a, he, uh, he's a, he's a monster and, and he's Saddam, but our country, no, we don't have this kind of stuff, you know, right? That's why American exceptionalism to me is delusional. And I don't, I don't trust anyone that pushes that kind of hubris onto the population and giving them hope that there is, when there isn't any really, other than actual, some kind of revolution uh, to reset everything. That's my position. Yeah. It's really yeah, it's just really weird. I mean, to me, it's, it's quite simple. If you don't push love and understanding and acceptance and seeking middle ground, you, you're just not good. You're not good for the planet. <laughs> you know, right. you're just not good for the planet. You're not good for anybody. And none of these politicians ever touch on anything that I've just said. They just do the worst. They just spread bitterness and hatred and and bile all all the time, and and um, they jump on bandwagons and they se- separate and segregate and they and uh, yeah. What what are your thoughts on the sort of like where is all this going? I'm often holding this book up to people mm-hmm. just in the hope people will just bloody read it, um, and. Like where where do you think as human beings our future is going? What what do they want to you know? What do these people want to do with us? Well, you know, a lot of people have said they want to exterminate us. They want to do this to us. They want to do that to us. I, I don't think that's part of the plan. Essentially, they, they do want to make us uh, subservient as much as possible. They don't want us to ever rebel. So in order to do that, they have to keep us divided. And they do that on virtually every position and any philosophical debate, any moral position at all, abortion, not abortion. Like I mentioned before, you know, trans, no trans, gay, straight, black, white, anything, flat earth, no flat earth. they'll, They'll do anything to create division. So that's one thing to keep us divided. And then they're, they just want to control everything because it can't be about the money because they have all the money. They have printing presses. They print everything. They print all the bank money. It's not that. It's something else. And it's, I think it's total dominance and control. And if you look at these people like Soros, like people who have a lot of money, they actually say, like Soros said, you know, I fancy myself a god. He actually said something like this. Uh, I'm paraphrasing because he can do so much with his money. It's really crazy. This is what happens, you know, like you're Bill Gates, you have all this money, you've created the billions and billions. He's like, hey, I'm going to vaccinate the whole planet. I mean, that's an accomplishment to Bill Gates because what else does he What else does he want? You know, uh, and that's the thing with these people when they have so much money and, and power, they just want more and more. They want to make a name for themselves. So what's the end game, Chris? I mean, to me, it just seems to make humanity more subservient. Uh, there was a Freedom of, of Information Act released by a there's a reporter named Whitney Webb from the last vagabond and she talks about how the United States in order to compete with the fourth industrial revolution has to do more surveillance than China currently is right now so that's what the 5g tower stuff you know whether it's dangerous or not whatever it's going to be used to be gathering more intelligence on everybody faster than before and that's not for our benefit. Okay. So they're going to have cameras. They're going to have, we already have this COVID thing. They have robots telling you stand six feet, but you know, flying around kind of like this weird, you know, they live scenario. Uh, and then they have tracking in your phone and where's the virus going. So you know, really this is a genius thing using the virus to tell people, look, we got to track you. We got to test you. We got to do this to you. Um, it, it's incredible what this virus has given them. So even if it were, a real thing, they still do it. Even if they manufactured it and leaked from, I don't care what the narrative is. They are using this to push their police state, but it's really a surveillance state now. It's really just because it's all about information, Chris. It's all about the information. Everything, even Facebook is data mining. You know, I can go online and look up a a supplement for protein. And then all of a sudden I go to Facebook, that same thing is on Facebook. I'm like, what? They're data mining and they're selling it to advertisers and they have all this information. 
and these people, you know, the same tribal elites, they run the Googles and the Yahoo's and the YouTube's. It's all the same. And then they buy out other companies. So when people say, well, just make your own internet, basically make your own, make your own YouTube. Yeah. That's going to really compete with this one, you know? <laughs> and what they do, Chris, even with their uh, Netflix, or whatever, they, they don't care about losing money. That's why I know it's not about money. They will push an unpopular agenda that will make them lose money and do it anyway. They don't care because they have all the money and they want that agenda. They want for example, the trans kids agenda. They want to push that no matter what happens. They want to push black lives matter, even though it's a false narrative. They want it. They don't care what happens. They want you to submit to lies. And the gaslighting is like, I've never seen before ever. Like I said, like I said, you can't go to the gym. You can't do the restaurants because you might get COVID, but you can go into a city with your you know, hooligans and burn everyone down and shoot pops. And that's okay. And then the media says, don't blame them if it spreads. <laughs> what? So this is the gaslighting. And, and, and this is what drives people mad. How can they not be mad? It's it's so what, bad, what, Chris. Angela, what, what does gaslighting actually mean? It yeah. means basically that you, 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 you're lying so much in someone's face, they can't believe you're doing it. And, and it's like, what? Like you're, you're tricking them in a sense that your lie is true, if that's what I remember it means. It's basically a way to um, make the lie true by, uh, there, was a, there was a thing like, I forgot the example you give. You do something, it creates a response, but you say that person, that's not the response that you're supposed to have. So in other words, let's say I'm flicking the lights and you see me flicking it. I'm like, well, you're flicking. No, I'm not. I'm actually not flicking the lights. And I actually convince you that it's not me doing it, that it's something else. And that's what gaslighting is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an incredible way of deceiving someone through repetitive suggestion to where even they, their own eyes, that they see the truth, they just, they don't buy it anymore because they believe, yes, it's, it's exactly. It's all in here, isn't it? Yeah. It's isn't all, that weird? I never, I, never read, I never read that book, by the way. Never oh, read it. But oh, you must. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I have to. You can actually, this is a short, I, I bought this online because I read the book years ago. Mm -hmm. And the thing they sent me, I accidentally bought one of these like shortened versions. It's for okay, students yeah. studying or something. Abridged, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I only, you know, I, I don't even know why. I only bought it to have a copy in the house because I say everybody should. But, you know, I was reading, I was just reading a bit the other day and it, it says the guy's kind of like interrogating him. And I don't know if I can find it. I won't. I won't. Oh. You know, and they're like, the thing. The thing is, it's two at two is five, two at two yeah, is five, yeah. and eventually, mm -hmm. two at two is five because you've been yes. told the lie so much. That's um, the gaslighting. Yes. Yeah, you know, freedom is slavery. Two and two make five. So it's the, it's exactly yep. what you said. Selling us these freedoms, which in reality are just bars on our on our cage. Um, well, there's a, there's a study. Um, I forgot the name. I got, I got to look. So I, I think it was Asman, uh, the um, peer pressure study. I got to look this up real quick. Study. Um, where is this? Uh, with the lines. Hold on. So let me look at it. Cause I have to get the name right. Uh, oh yeah. Here we go. Solomon Ash. Okay. This study. Okay. Solomon, the Ash conformity experiment. Okay. Now, check this out, Chris. So this guy, Solomon Ash, he's a social scientist, I believe. He basically got people in a room, okay? And you were the subject, and you didn't know you were the... And everyone else was paid to lie. So he would, he would draw three or four, I think it was four lines. And the one line that's the shortest was absolutely clear that it was short. And everyone said, no, 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 these two are equal. And you're like, no, it's not. No, 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 it's... E and everybody conformed. There was like 75% at the first time conformed. And then after a while, people were like, no, no, but it took a long time. So in other words, we are very, very easily molded by our peers. So that's why the gaslighting works too as well. So if everyone else is telling you, look, those lines are even, you start doubting your own eyes. Like, oh, maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I can't see that the lines are even when they're at, clearly not, even if it's like this much of a difference. So that, that ash conformity experiment is, is crucial to understanding the human psyche of how, how, how affected we are by peer pressure. So that's why, I mean, you know, I don't like these cult, like QAnon is a cult following. MAGA has turned into a cult. 
you know, even the resist cult. I mean, and then if you go away from the cult, you get attacked. So free thinkers are really where do we belong? You know, we get attacked by everyone. On my Twitter, I have people from all different political ideologies following me. They don't even know where I belong. And that's, I don't want to belong. I just want to go with the truth, wherever that is. But a lot of people, when they invest in something like Trump, for example, I mean, I voted for Trump, but the second he broke what I, the standards I had from, I left, but other people doubled down. That's where the 4D chess, you know, meme comes from. You know what I mean? Uh, and the QAnon helps that out because, well, he's doing all these secret moves. And some people think, you know, Trump Jr. is QAnon or something silly. So there's always this hope and hope, but nothing changes, Chris. Nothing changes. This is the, the thing, though, that I notice about America. Um, it, it's like everyone over there really still buys hook, line and sinker into the, the whole voting thing, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. In the UK now, most people don't vote, to be honest, but but that's because they're 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 either they either don't give a damn or they're at, they're apathetic because they don't think it will make a change right it's not like some it, you know it's not like they they're not like me i will not vote because it's mm-hmm. a, it's it is voting for your own slavery you know yes it's like do i vote for the red car that's going to come and run me over or do exactly. i want do I want the blue car to run me over? Well, I, I just I'll I'll step out the way. The cars will still, you know, they'll still be running people over. That that's sure. But at least I haven't bought into that shit. Right. But in America, it's really like people go to town, don't they, on this whole Republican and Democrat, and they think these guys are going to change the country and. They can't see it's just the same script trolled out time after time by the people that all went to the same schools, you know, that all that, that, that all drink together and go to the same clubs and belong to the same, <laughs> this kind of thing. Um, yes. They did Trump a lot differently, though. You know why, Chris? Because I didn't vote since George W. Bush. So I voted for the guy who sent me to Iraq. That's what, that's what happened, right? After that, when I woke up, I said, I'll never vote again. And I didn't. But when Trump came along, they're like, oh, he's an, in, he's an outsider. He's a billionaire. He can't be bought. And they really, what they did was they made, it seemed like they hated him. The media hated him. The, the, the polls, it's impossible laughing. And maybe those people really believe that. But I think the elites knew, hey, we're going to make this guy look like, you know, he's a rebel who's never going to make it. And the people will, but it's like hurting us by doing the opposite. You know what I mean? That's, that's how they do it. So I noticed that, but it was until after I voted for Trump. So now that I voted for Trump and I got off the Trump train, I'm still responsible for what he does. Mm. My vote, those bombs that hit Syria because of my vote, you know, obviously that's being dramatic. I didn't obviously want that, but that's why I'm never voting again, period. I don't care if someone, I don't care if Jesus Christ comes down from heaven or something and manifests. I'm, I'm going to run for, I'm like, sorry, Jesus, I can't, I can't, I can't trust you. Cause they'll just, they'll just crucify you anyway, even if you're right, you see? So that's my view is that the system is rigged. It's going to be that way. It, it will collapse upon itself. And history shows that it's inevitable. These corrupt systems collapse and it won't be pretty. That's it. And we are seeing a collapse. I mean, I'm sure from the UK, you look at America, like what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> like we're burning our own cities down. Our statues are coming down. And everyone hates each other. Racism is like reversed. First it was white people, you know, uh, Jim Crow. Now it's everyone hates white people. And it's, uh, you know what I mean? It's just crazy what's going on here. But race is one of the best ways to divide people. It's one of the best ways. It's because it's the biological unit that people identify with the second they're born, you know, mm. which is also made up by society, which is also a way to divide people just for being born in different groups. And so this, this country is, it truly is an experiment, Chris. It really is, you know, a very big melting pot social experiment of disastrous proportions. And uh, I just see it one day collapsing. It could happen anytime. I think the Soviet Union, I'm not sure if anyone expected it to collapse in the 91, not historian, but it just all of a sudden collapsed. Mm-hmm. Um, and some even say that it really didn't collapse. It was like, a, it was kind of like a controlled demolition to seem like it collapsed. And now Putin's still doing the KGB thing from his, uh, who knows? I'm not, again, I'm not an expert, but at this point, Chris, you know, I'm sure you know a lot of conspiracy theories and research. I mean, anything could happen. 
my view is this, you know, when people argue me about anything, flat earth, whatever, I mean, I don't believe flat earth, but I'm just saying someone comes to me with an argument. I go, as long as it doesn't violate the laws of physics, I, I can check it out. Let me go look into it. Let me read it. Let me see their arguments, you know, and obviously not the laws of logic either, but it, we live in a twilight zone. I mean, things could literally be what we don't know. And it's, it's really, it would be foolish to dismiss people's theories without investigating because you never know. I mean, look at the world today. I, I never would have first saw we would have trans children. I just didn't think that. And I'm not against people who have certain dysmorphias or anything like that, but I never really thought we'd have drag queen story hour for little kids. I mean, this is unfathomable just 10 years ago and they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Uh, they, they, they just, it, it's order out of chaos, isn't it? And that's yes. just exactly what it is. It's order out. Of chaos. There's some simple things I use to see what's going on. Order out of chaos politicians are puppets so therefore they're liars you know they're liars and they're cheats they represent this sociopathic elite yes uh, what you see what you see in the media is not true it's it's the truth wrapped in a lie you know wrapped in a delivery system that only benefits you know these people and i just see life you know very simply and the, the more um I'm getting so much more spiritual as I'm getting older. My my diet is really good now. Yeah, I, me too. I, you know, I do a little, I don't, I'm not sort of ridiculous. I do stupid challenges every now and again, but I, I just like to run around the block like three miles and and that gets me in a good place. I have a cold shower. My thinking, I think, is as pretty much as developed as it's really going to be for a, for a human being. And, and that puts me on this really nice, plane it's like i'm on a nice you know i'm actually looking a really good place in a yeah. world that just seems increasingly insane yeah um, it's kind of like a paradox you know yeah it's like neo you know he learns the truth in the matrix and then and you're like wow that world really sucks and then it's like do i save it or not you know and i like i said you and i could just vanish right now and never say a thing again and the world will go on without us but is that our nature, Chris? No, I, you and I, I think we're fighters. And I think we have to go back into the matrix and try to wake up as many people who also feel something is off. Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like Morpheus did, you know? Yeah. You know, that, that's what we have to, that's my nature. I mean, I, I, I can't quit this thing. You know, will I ever be a big player against the system? Who knows? But I could do what I can. You do what you can. And, you know, just these conversations help people think, because that's the thing. A lot of people are enslaved by their own mind. They've been suggested to think that way. That's all it is. I mean, look, these elites that run the planet are vastly outnumbered. They're so outnumbered. The only thing they could do is convince us to keep ourselves enslaved. That's what it is. And it's by consent. They didn't do it by force. We were like, yes, I'll have a phone that tracks everything. And sure, I'll play, you know, you could have my information. And, you know, actually, even this whole Black Lives Matter riot stuff, this fact that the state isn't crushing it to me, it's like, well, they're going to let this happen until people beg the state, please send in the, send tomahawks, missiles, take, you know, who cares about freedom of speech and who cares about guns? Just take everything. You know, it's, it's probably what it is. I think I'm always thinking, why would the state allow this to happen? If, if, if a bunch of white folks did this, right, they would call it a white supremacist uprising and the military would mow them down, but it's, they're using minorities to do it. And it's going to create more, you know, racists on the other side and racism on that side. But why is the state allowing it? Because they can crush this. They won't because it's part of the plan. It has to be part of the plan. And it's to usher the police state even more. It's to militarize or police even more. You defund the police, right? Crime skyrockets. People are going to beg, oh, more police, more weapons, more everything, you know, more surveillance, more. That's how they do it. It's deception. Like you said, order of chaos. They got to let the chaos you know, go on for a bit until you say, okay, give me order, please, big brother, please. That's exactly. So I even think these riots are, are allowed to happen. Uh, burn down this whole thing, burn down the uh, Amazon, you know, warehouse, you know, shoot these police officers, do whatever you want for whatever. It, it is incredible what we're seeing here. It's uh, scary. And, and it's happened before. It's happened back in the nineties, you know, the, the LA riots and the Newark riots. And it's like a cycle that they keep playing. Like you said, it's a, it's a script. Different, different actors, same script. And then there's the other, you know, like overarching factor that's interwoven with all this 
is like this slot. They don't, you know, they're banging to the beat of their own. Mm-hmm. When it comes to when it comes to the spiritual realm, they they don't back the good guy, do they? <laughs> you know, you know. And then, and I don't, I don't know how much we're allowed to talk about it on on this channel, but let let's just say when lots of people die in a in a mass event. That in itself, and and it's always some implausible, you know, one guy who, one one crazy guy that's just able to commit these, this amazing, amazing, you know, amazing skill of arms that that you and I as trained Marines couldn't even do. And we're Mm -hmm. we're supposed to just believe it because it's on on all the news channels. Right, right. and, And it's like, what the hell? You know, what the hell is behind all of that? Because I mean, I'm I'm trying to pick my words carefully and I can't even. I, I think I know what you're referring to. You know, yeah. I get what you know. you're saying, though. Yeah. These events where, you know, someone goes lunatic wise and a lot of people die out of no for no reason, really, whatsoever, with uh, very shady background connections using, you know, having the aim that most people don't have <laughs> to do yeah. that, especially yeah. if they're kids. Yeah, especially if they're kids by the way yeah uh you know who just go crazy for some reason magically at the right time um yeah no i think uh that's uh, there's two possibilities either one these ones bad this is a deeper phenomenon of human disease mentally that are or this is just a society that's what it does or there's orchestrations of this these events you know with the mind stuff control which is very obvious they have the mk ultra stuff and things like that i don't know how much too much about it but i know that our governments did research into paranormal and things like this i actually read a really interesting report they, they were trying to use psychic abilities and stuff like that and they actually had some success to, to, to remote viewing very weird very weird they actually talked about a lot of spiritual stuff that i read into in regards to the absolute infinity and how there's another plane of something uh, of that nature. And it was interesting that they even got into that. It was kind of like Terrence McKenna people, <laughs> as if they hired those people to do these, you know, LSD trips into other dimensions. I don't know if it's real or not, but they were interested in that. Um, whether, whether it came to be uh, useful or not, I'm not sure, but they certainly know how to interrogate and make you do things, I'm sure. And then they always make movies like that, you know, they, they brainwash someone like the born identity or whatever. And then he's a, he's an assassin, but he doesn't even know how he started. You know what I mean? Like it's very possible to, to traumatize human beings and compartmentalize their brain to where triggers can actually, you know, occur, but they put it in the movies. You say, Oh, that's not possible. (laughs) Well, I I think it could be. In fact, there are people who have multiple personalities. There are people who have multiple personalities where their physiology changes. So this guy could be Janet, Bob and Frank, and they all have different heart rates Hmm. and they all have different voices. So what makes you think the government couldn't yeah. implant somebody like that? And then here comes, you know, psycho Bob, you know, and he does these things without any knowledge that the guy who was psycho Bob was in did it. I mean, this is not crazy to me. It's very possible. Can I prove it? I don't know. I mean, there's research on personality disorders, but can someone implant them? Could somebody beam a wave radio wave into your head and give you thoughts? I think that's actually, something that could be done. We have a lot of very strange weapons in development. For example, we have the, uh, we have microwave crowd control weapons. I think it's called, what is it called? The, uh, the test or I forgot what it's called, but it's like, basically it looks like a little shield on a Humvee and they just heat you up like a micro and it burns you and you run away because it hurts. So there's weapons. That's the weapons we see. What are the weapons we don't see? You know, I mean mm. the, the stealth bomber, remember the one they used in the Gulf war was built in the 70s and it came out in opera in 91 i'm like that's 20 years what do they have now in 2020 that was built 20 years ago or what's being built today i don't know we'll never know so i mean i'm not mr sci-fi you know person but there are certainly things we don't know and i don't see why they wouldn't use them but i think a lot of it now chris has to do with surveillance and uh, monitoring people and just gathering information. Cause if you have information, you can predict things a lot easier. You're not always right, but you can predict behavior. You can predict what people want to buy, you know, when to sell that to them, you know, whatever the case, you know, patterns. So either way, it's these psychopaths. You want to know how to control us. And is, is it going to be 
transhumanism and make robots. I, I don't know where this can go. Where, where their end game is, I don't know. Is there a demonic entity at the top who's pushing these threats? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but to me, it's it's clearly not a good thing what they want to do with us. And we need to stop that. And only people who do that is us. And we have to really, really think outside the box, even if it's crazy sounding, because we already live in a crazy world. It's crazy, the world we live in already. <laughs> so what's crazy, you know? Yeah, um, it's, I guess what I'm thinking is, like, Andrew, if you, to people listening that are like, hang on, what these guys are saying is, it's kind of making sense. Yeah. And I guess that's how we would have been, you know, for me, this would have been like 20 years ago and, and, and yourself when you, when you, when you said you started to realize about, about the twin towers, how, mm-hmm. what, what could we say to people listening to go and look at if they want to learn more? Well, I use things. What I like to say of going back in history and, and, and trying to prove things I can't, I use things that the elites have admitted. So I start with the war in Iraq. I'll say, look, it is obvious that the war in Iraq, did not, the, the Iraqis and Saddam Hussein did not have weapons of mass destruction. They admit this. They also admit that they didn't have ties 9-11. And someone can say, well, it was all mistakes and intelligence mistakes. Okay, fine. But you were lied to. The media said this was 100% certain. What other times have you been lied to? Hmm. Go check it out. Go look at JFK. Go look at, you know, for example, USS Liberty. US Israel attacked our ship. This is one of our most decorated ships in the Navy history. There's not even a USS Liberty Remembrance Day, like officially. When's the president walked out and said, on this day, Israel attacked and killed 337 uh, sailors? And never, they can never. Why is this covered up? Why, you know, why is it swept under the rug? Well, you know, because Israel has a lot of power in this country, a lot of APAC power. So, you know, t- t- I tell them about USS Liberty. Why is that? You know, why is this? What's going on that? If white supremacists run this country in America, why is there a white guilt narrative? Why does Hollywood put out anti-white movies and hate white people? And why is everyone, you know what I mean? Like, it's just nothing makes sense. So I, I use things that I know I can prove today with mainstream media. So I use the mainstream media against itself. I try not to go back in time anymore and say, look, this is what could happen or you know, this dimension is flat or something. I, I don't get into that. I just use what has been admitted. And yeah. that's I really always, what I do. It's getting a bit, probably a bit dated now, but I just tell people to watch Loose Change 9-11. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I actually had, uh, I had Jason Burmis on my show once. Uh, we talked. He's a cool guy. He does well, you know. Um, is he one of the directors? Yes, yes. Yeah, he was one of the people there. I, I, could, I could talk to him if you want. We have him come on your place too. But um, no, yeah, there, he was one of the guys who started the show. And I, again, I might not agree with everything in the, in the video, but that doesn't matter. What matters is you're thinking uh, beyond what you're told by the federal government. That, that's the point, you know? And if we come to different conclusions, some people say it was blown up. Some people say this, that. I don't care if, if it collapsed on itself. It doesn't change who allowed it to happen or who did it. So me arguing nuclear weapons, fake planes, laser beams, Thermite, no thermite, Mossad, CIA. To me, someone did it. There's no way these guys did it without any help. That's for sure, logically. There's no way. And the Saudi Arabians were clearly giving up people, right? So they're involved, but they got shipped away. Israeli Mossad was monitoring these people, said nothing. So they're probably involved. I mean, so that's that's what it comes down to. I'm not interested in the details. People died that day for sure. Yeah. I don't say no one died. And that's when it gets crazy. There There were no airplanes. That's another crazy one. Like, really, I saw two airplanes. No, there's no airplanes. That, that These are the ones that they inject into these narratives to discredit any legitimate questions. Like, mm-hmm. why did you tell the workers to go back to the to, to ground zero when there was all those toxins? Why did you lie about, why did you do this? You know, why did you send the Saudis away real quickly? Why did George, you know, these are the real, real questions. But then, the, oh, no, you believe, you're one of those guys who believes aliens did it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they do. So you have to be careful. But to me, Chris, I just stick to, what the mainstream has admitted and they admit a lot of times, you know, it just, you have to go back a little bit longer and see, because a lot of people talk, they'll say, I wasn't for the war. And then it's like, I am for the war. <laughs> you have to just find it. You know, and people think, uh, you know, humans are lazy, which they are, but you got to do the research and you'll find the contradictions you'll find when they admit it. Um, but again, even if they were to admit, let, let's suppose the government said, you know what? We shot JFK. Well, 
it's not this government who did it. It was the one in the seventies. So who are you going to put in jail? You know, even if that did happen, you know, it's like the people who, that's why they seal these documents for like a hundred years. So everyone involved dies and no one go to jail or something. But is that going to ever happen? Is Hillary Clinton really going to go to jail? No. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Trump, you're going to go to jail. She's still not in jail. Epstein magically killed himself, you know, and, and his mistress or whatever, Ghislaine Maxwell, Mossad agent's daughter, she's somewhere. She's either in, in England or Israel and no one's stopping her. Uh, you know, it's really strange, you know, what's going on. So yeah. I tell people, look at just look at the world around you and tell me you're being told the truth. You have to be out of your mind. You know what I mean? But people like, I remember one time I was telling a girl I knew about stuff. She's, I just don't want to hear it. She, she believed me. She's like, I just don't want to hear it. Like she couldn't, cause it would ruin their little life, you know? But I tell people, look, it's going to ruin your kids' lives too. Like we have, we have an obligation. The reason why we're here is because generations before us got complacent and they didn't care. Oh, we'll just do what, oh yeah, sure. Whatever. But now we have to pay the price for what they, for their complacency. They got comfort. They got comfortable. They got complacent and now we have to pay the price you know so it's up to us to change the tide in order to ensure that our kids have a better future than what's in store because if these guys win or get what they want it's going to be a very bad future for all of us Mm. yes listen let's let's end it there brother you've been very very kind to give us uh, an hour of your time um i'll be interested to pick this up at a later date and also maybe talk a bit about your military career because we didn't we didn't sort mm-hmm. of we didn't sort of cover that i'm just conscious of going over over the hour because for for people that watch my podcast normally they it's been really funny i started podcasting about all my life's adventures which have been quite fa- fantastic you know like mm-hmm. a, I drove to India once. I drove a bus to India with 15 guys. It, it was just br- a brilliant experience. And what happened was nobody watched these podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Just literally the best experiences in my life. I'm telling people how to get out there and smash your goals and your dreams and really have a life you can be proud of, right? And then I did a military video one day. Poof! Mm-hmm. You know, 1,000 hits on the first day sort of thing. And, so I guess what I'm trying to say is I've attracted a lot of um, young people that are interested in, in the military. And I'm just like yourself. If you come to my channel, you're just going to get the truth. You know, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you're not going to be lied to. Um, but I'm hoping that they'll, they'll, they'll come to this. And if we keep it down to an hour that, you know, attention spans are very. Yeah, they're not that long. Well, if people look at. You know, I, I like the long podcast. I like to really yeah. get in and let people yeah. needle stuff out. But I guess I guess young people look at it and think, well, I've got three hours to... Mm-hmm. You know, do you know what I'm saying? No, I get you. That's why it's our job to absorb the three-hour ones and bring it down to an hour for these guys. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. And, and, but yeah, and, no, I mean, the, uh, quickly, I, I was in the Marine Corps for four years. I was a combat engineer. So I, did, I dealt with landmines, things like that. Um, but every Marine is a rifleman. So I was on military convoy, security, things like this. But uh, thankfully, I didn't kill anybody. But my unit was attacked. So I got a combat action ribbon. And the second I learned, you know, the, I wanted to get the hell out of there. That's for sure. So I did two tours in Iraq. And uh, that's it. But, uh, you know, I've seen my disasters. I've seen death and destruction. And I'd never want to see that again to happen to any civilians. So that's my really, uh, that's my uh, brief summary of my experience in Iraq and my anti-war stance essentially because of what I saw, especially now knowing that those people didn't deserve it. That's really the worst thing. So, yeah. yeah. yeah no, anytime you want to, any, anytime you want me back on, Chris, you know, just let me know. I'm always around. And yeah, definitely. I well, talking. If, if you can stay on the line, Angelo, and I'll, I'll, we can talk about that after I've said, said my yeah, of our goodbyes. So sure. thank you ever so much, brother. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure hosting you on the show. And thank you for your humanity and your integrity and your braveness, you know, because it, 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 it requires a special character to speak out. And, uh, you know, this is, this is on behalf of our children and future generations. And, and a lot of people 
they've even got children and they won't speak out about this stuff. Do you know what I mean? How, how can their yeah. kids ever look up to them as heroes? So that's kind of my take. So thank you very much again to, to everybody at home. Much love to you all. Respect to you and your families. Thanks for watching another episode of the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please do the like and the subscribe and the notification thing if, if you did like. And uh, see you next time. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username Chris Thrall. Instagram Chris Thank you.